0: Yeah, g'day everyone, and thanks for listening to the HQ Supercoach BBL podcast for BBL9. Uh, my name's Josh Shonofinger, and I'm joined by Josh Garlick, also from Supercoach HQ, to run you through this season. How are you going, mate?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to the season to come.
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, your renegades, mate, they're going for back-to-back. Do you have any of them in your side at this stage?
1: Yeah, lo- looking forward to the season. Hopefully we can go back-to-back, but at this stage, have no renegades. Stocked up on the Double Game Week
0: players and got a couple of stars in there. That's it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BBL Fantasy and also Supercoach underscore (music) HQ. Let's jump straight into it. Uh, So Supercoach BBL has only been open for a couple of days now, Um, maybe a few more by the time you're listening. Our first impressions of the bargain buys, because it's always nice to fill up your bench first and then you know play around with the more expensive players. Josh, who are the bargain buys you're looking at at this early stage?
1: At this stage, I'm looking at two. The first one is Marcus Harris. Obviously, a season's campaigner priced at 62500 Opens the batting for the Renegades or comes in at the first drop, which is always positive, giving he has time to bat and build up some scores. Yep Uh, We saw a form slump from him last year Which resulted in a bargain of his price this year I personally think that slump came about From the constant switching of formats last summer He was playing the Test Also in the BBL for different periods of time And most likely this year won't be in the Australian Test team Which could prove good As he could be a reliable bench player at a basement price
0: Yeah so is that your initial thoughts He won't be in the Test side at the start of the BBL season?
1: Yeah, at this stage, I think we might open with Warner and Kawaja. He could be in the squad, which may be something to look at. But at this stage, I think we might be safe there.
0: And one thing I noticed a bit with uh, Marcus last season was he was always fielding at that sort of cow corner boundary where you get a lot of catches in BBL.
1: Yeah, those catches will be very important for the scoring. Um, You get some nice handy points from those catches, especially if the batsman didn't perform in his innings.
0: Any other uh, cheapies catcher at this stage?
1: Yeah, the other one is the Adelaide Strikers backup keeper, Harry Nilsson. He can also bat, which is definitely handy. Filled in a couple of games last year where he played five games um, in replacement of Alex Kerry for an average of just 26. He's priced at 75.4K and has the buy first up. However, will be good cover and potentially a good cash cow through the season. And he's in fine form, actually. He made 79 or 50 in his uh, Australia Prime Minister's 11 match against Sri
0: Lanka yeah he looked really good in that match, didn't he Now I, I guess the only concern would be can will he and Kerry play in the same side um, which they did at times last season, but maybe he's not in their best eleven. Yeah, that's the only
1: problem. hopefully he can perform well in the matches leading up to the tournament and possibly push his way into the side whether it's at
0: the top of the order or the middle of the order it will be interesting to see. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, one guy who really caught my, has caught my eye so far this summer has been uh, Sam Hazlitt from Queensland, who's made a lot of 50s. In fact, he made four consecutive 50s for Queensland in the Marsh Cup. And the only issue, I guess, he's priced at 62000 which is fantastic, but the issue is the logjam of top-order bats at the Brisbane Heat, uh, with the introduction of A.B. DeVilliers and Tom Banton as well. So, uh, while I really like him for his price, he's probably at the wrong franchise. Yeah,
1: that's very true. If there was any other franchise, he it, it could be an amazing option. It still could if he can push his way into that side. It's just going to be very difficult for him.
0: Well, we want to hear from you as well. So if you've got any cheap options, hit us up on Twitter or at Facebook, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on who's going to be p- potentially filling your bench. Now, Josh, let's uh, move up the ranks a little bit to the Um, mid-prices. What guys are going to be making good coin for us this season? Uh,
1: The first one I'm looking at is a popular rookie from last season, actually, um, Max Bryant, Queensland bull player, also played for the Brisbane Heat. Uh, Still has a lot of improvement left in his game at just the young age of 20 years old. Has the double game week first up, which is very handy, and that he's low price of 125k, I think
0: he'll be in a lot of teams. Yeah, Brian's, Brian's starting for me as well, I reckon. Um, we're recording this on Thursday, 31st of October, and he played Marsh Cup today and looked absolutely fantastic. He's certainly in form, let's hope he can keep that going until BBL kicks off in 46 days.
1: Yeah, th- good call. Um, I think he made 64 runs today, which is pretty impressive, and like you said, hit those 4s and that six and. Averaging 30 runs for the tournament overall, which is a good foundation from this season. So hopefully he can improve from last year and play well in the big bash for us.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Now you've also got your eye on one of my absolute favourites, Josh Phillippe. Tell me why you're looking at him.
1: Uh, he's another one who was a popular rookie last year, and I'm looking at him because he's found a position as an opener for, the w- for WA in the Marsh Cup. And he played there... For the sixes last year, late in the season. He started the year at six, but Mickey Edwards was failing at the top of the order and he moved up. And he had some he had some good glimpses. Hopefully he can open this year and improve on his game. As I said before with Bryant, Philippi's the same age, he's twenty, still young, a lot of improvement left in him. And Philippi's in pretty good nick as well, averaging thirty-one from his six games in the Marsh Cup against
0: Some pretty good opponents. He's got a pretty good first name too, doesn't he? He does, he does. Alright, now there's a fair few new internationals uh, into the BBL this year, so let's do a little bit of a quick-fire run-through of them. Josh, you want to take it away?
1: Yeah, so we'll go through the international players and their prices, and I just want to get our thoughts on whether we think their prices are too high, too low. We're just not sure yet. We'll start with the South African superstar, A.B. De Villiers. Um, heat got him in. There was a lot of clubs looking at him, and a lot of fans have been wanting him in the league for a while. Priced at 225000
0: What are your thoughts, Sean? Uh, well, I, I really, really want to pick him. I love A.B. so much, as I'm sure we all do. But, look, it's a lot of money to pay, isn't it? Two hundred twenty-five. There's no dual position. He's only available as a batsman. Um, and he's been out of international cricket for a while as well. So is that a factor? Look, at this stage, it's a yes for me, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. Also with is, I think he comes in in the second half of the season. So you missed that first double game week. I think he may have a second one coming up in the year. But um, as you said, his price is hefty. But for such a quality player, it's almost one of those cases where you just have to pay up.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. I think he's in for six matches. Look, as far as I'm concerned, as soon as he's selected, he's coming into my side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely be looking at him, and because he comes into the second half of the season, that's possibly where you've got cash in hand. You know, you've upgraded your, you've downgraded, sorry, your rookies, and you've made a fair bit of cash. So there could be cash lying around to bring him in easier.
0: Yeah, that's a great call.
1: Second one on the list is England import Tom Curran, starred in the BBL last year with both the ball and the bat, earning himself DPP status this year. Priced at 210000 Sean, what are your thoughts there?
0: Uh, Yeah, look, I wasn't convinced on Curran last year until about halfway through the season when he was absolutely dominating and I had no option but to bring him in. At 210, I think he's a really good choice. He's, we know he's going to bowl his four overs, and he's and he always takes wickets. And then if the Sixers' batting was as bad as it was last season, he's going to get a decent hit most games as well. So, yeah, safe safe pick for me.
1: Totally agree there. Um, I'll probably be picking him. I think that price is... It could be a bit overs if he doesn't get that bat, especially with Philippi improving. You've got Vince up there. Possibly the Sixers' um, batting lineup may be stronger this year, but I think with the double game week first round, you're going to pick him. I've actually got a soft spot for him. He um, was a very good pick for me last year. I started with him, and he said uh, he was like a house on fire at the start of the year, and he was a very good prospect for me. So I've um, got a soft spot, and I'll be picking him this year. I think.
0: Yep, stay loyal. Stay loyal to your boys. That's good.
1: Yeah, definitely. Second one, third one, sorry, we got is Rashid Khan, the Afghanistan spinner. I think we all love Rashid Khan. He's just a mastermind. Every time you watch him play, he just bamboozles batsmen, and he's priced at two hundred three thousand. What are your thoughts there?
0: Uh, yeah, look, he was he was my first pick last season. He was absolutely fantastic. It's amazing just how few batsmen can actually pick him in the BBL. Uh, which really showed at times last season. Um, there was a bit of a dip, sort of midway through the tournament for him, actually, where he, I think, he had to head back to Afghanistan for family reasons at one stage. So hopefully, hopefully, he's on the on the park for the whole tournament this time round. And if he is, well, I reckon he's a really good buy. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's
1: right. There was a bit of a dip. Um, I think from memory, he did have to go home, as you said, for I think it was his father who passed. Um, Maybe that might have played with his head a bit because his form was down and it was noticeable, um, especially for a player like Rashid to have a form slump like that. It was, it was surprising, but maybe his head's right now, um, hopefully, and he could be better. Um, he's got the bye first up, so I'll be looking at him after that. He's got the double game week in round three, so you'll definitely have to bring him for that. He'd be a good captain option in that round. The fourth player we are looking at is the Nepal spin-up Sandeep Lamashane, priced at £176,000. will be a dynamo in the Stars bowling lineup. Sean, will you be picking him?
0: Uh, look, I won't be picking him at the start this time around. Uh, I also think there's a few concerns over his availability for the whole tournament, like last time around. Um, But when he was on the park last last year, he was really good, really exciting, brought a lot of um, enjoyment to Stars fans who had been lacking it for quite a while. Um, But for me, I think there's probably a few too many ahead of him in the sort of bowler's uh, premium premium range. Uh, If he was a little bit cheaper, I might consider him, but maybe not at 176.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there. And especially with the Stars not having any double game week rounds early in the season, he might be one to look at later in the year. Now, we'll be looking at two Brisbane Heat Afghan spinners, Majib Raman and Zahir Khan. This one's a bit of a difficult one, Sean, because Buff Lehman, the coach of the Heat, he said that they'll be playing shared game time. Now, I'm not sure whether that is one game off or one game on, or two game off, two game on, or half the tournament each both from Afghanistan, so they'd have the same availability. Um, are you going to be picking any of them? Because it's hard with their first round. They've got the double game week, but you don't know who's playing.
0: Well, I totally agree. And when you also look at their other spin options, Mitch Swepson and Matt Kuhneman, who's been playing for Queensland in the Marsh Cup, well, all of a sudden they've got stacks of spin <laughs> options. Um So, yeah, I I mean, I loved what Majib brought to the table last year, but too much doubt around their positions for me at this stage. What do you you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. Maybe if closer to the season that's cleared up, whether when they will be playing, how many games in a row they'll be playing and stuff like that, and maybe that will be clearer to be able to pick them for that double-game week. But at the moment, they're not on my radar. Now we'll be looking at the Hurricane Spinner, Quays Armored. Priced $148,600, Ahmed um, was a really good addition late in the season for the Hurricanes last year, bamboozling batsman, just like his Afghanistan mates. Sean, will you be picking Ahmed? Uh,
0: well, look, for me, he's not on my radar at this stage, even though I did catch a bit of him in the uh, Caribbean Premier League where he was pretty effective. Um, I think I think I'd like to stick with the guys who I've seen a lot more of, just so you sort of know what you're going to get, especially in BBL. Um, but, look, let's say he might catch on fire early, and all of a sudden everyone will be jumping on that, and that could definitely happen. He's one of those mystery spinners who can produce that. But for me, at the minute, no. I mean, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking the same, especially with the Hurricanes having their first double game week in Round 9. I think there's too many teams that have their double game weeks within the first four rounds, and I think they're the players from those teams that you should be looking. Moving on, we'll look at his teammate, Jofra Archer. Um, a lot of Australians will have a bit of blood blood with Archer after the Yashes. Um, priced at 148000 What are your thoughts on the big quick? Archer isn't available after Boxing Day. He's got the England um, tests past then. I think he's got four test matches, um, you'd think he's in that side. So that makes it hard to pick. Um, so, yeah, you would probably wouldn't pick him with the same as Ahmed because their first double game week is in round nine. Uh, he is cheaper than last year, but it's pretty hard to pick him considering he won't have a double game week whilst in your side. James Vince, the English import, is priced at $139,000. He has been in the Big Bash in previous seasons. Been a bit hit and miss, but with the double
0: game week first up, he has to be in your considerations. What are you thinking, Sean? Yeah, definitely. Look, he's always thereabouts, isn't he? He's one of the most stylish batsmen out there. Um, but you know, he gets to twenty or thirty and then sort of throws it away. That's been the that's been the trend of the last few seasons. The but at one thirty nine, look, he's cheap for an international and a double game week does make it very, very. Uh, very sort of tempting I, I will be looking at him for the round one I'd say but very early doors Of course
1: Also when you're picking the double game week players With the sixes They don't have a buy all year So they will be easier to pick As you probably won't have to trade them out With the buy weekends Except you have to trade out The Thunder players And also the Heat players As they have buys the following rounds In round three I think it is so it also makes Vince hard to pick, as you'll probably be stuck with him for the whole season.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great call.
1: Moving on to Phil Salt, the uh, Adelaide strikers recruit from England, 125000 he is priced at. He is the batsman. Sean, are you going to pick him?
0: Well, I don't know. Look, I've seen a few of his highlights from his Sussex days yeah, over there in England. But just looking at his raw figures from last, uh, last season, they weren't fantastic. You know, he scored a 72 to end the season, but a lot of his scores are between sort of 1 and 30. For me, look, top of the order is a, obviously a huge tick for fantasy BBL, but nah, for me, not at this stage.
1: He's, he's tempting for round two onwards. I think he could, for me, be a potential trading target. Obviously, has the, the buy the first round, which you don't want to start him because of. But no. because, of that, because of that low price, you know, it's not low, it's not high, it's 125k. Uh, he's got the double game week in round three and round four. He could potentially be a player that you can have in that four-week period who could really catapult your season. We'll move on to another Englishman who's at the Brisbane Heat. Uh, He'll be opening at the top of the order, most likely with Max Bryant, priced at 125k and said to be one of the future players of the England team, Tom Banton. What are your thoughts there?
0: Yeah, I'm a a big Tom Banton fan already. It's sort of scary to think that he's not even 21 yet, but yeah, he's a huge hitter, Um, top of the order again. He can also wicket keep, Uh, he provides a lot and he's a great 2020 player, certainly on my radar. Yeah, definitely on my
1: radar too. He really excites me. He can hit a ball a long way, can't he?
0: Oh, yeah. Next to AB and Chris you now it's a pretty awesome top of the order. And Max Bryant, of course.
1: Moving on to another Englishman, another batsman, another top order batsman. Alex Hales, 125K from the Thunder. In previous years that he has played the BBL, I have noticed that he's a bit hit and miss. I don't really rate him highly. What are your thoughts?
0: Double game week, first round. He is hit and miss, but when he hits, he can often hit pretty large. It's one of those sort of risk versus reward picks for round one with the double game week. Um, He could, you know, I mean, like any sort of opener, you can either go big or small. But Alex Hales is one of those guys who, I guess with experience, we see a lot of 2020 players get better the older they get. He's been around a long time now, and so that's why he's on my radar.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. As I said, you are you, you, oh, right. If he does hit, he's massive. He, he'll be massive for you. He'll score points. He could catapult your season. He could get you that win, whatever you're looking for. Could climb you up the rankings. It's just I don't know if I trust him. Moving on to his teammates, South African all-rounder, Chris Morris. He's a bit of a hard one because he... He bats reasonably deep, around six to seven, maybe five, and he bowls probably his four overs, but not the greatest bowler. He's good, but he's not the greatest. Price at 125 k again, has that double game week. He's in my side at the moment. What are your thoughts, Sean?
0: Yeah, look, he's in my side at the moment as well, and that's purely just based on his... Output for the Delhi Daredevils in the IPL The last few seasons He's just been incredibly consistent Rarely concedes more than six and over From his four overs And can really tonk a ball down the order If he gets a hit So at 125 I think He just needs to nail his bowling And he's probably probably worth it If he gets a bat then that's a bonus for me
1: Yeah that's a good call Um, I've actually got him in For that uh Last year, when South Africa were over here and they had that T20, and he took some wickets and bamboozled some of our batsmen, that's why I've got him in. But you make a good point. He did have some really good form there in the IPL. If he can push his way up the Thunder order or have a Thunder collapse in front of him and make some runs, as well as his bowling, could prove a very good option, especially in that double game week round, especially at that low price of 125K. Moving on to some players that we think are too expensive. First up, I'll go with a Brisbane Heat quick, Josh Layla, priced at two hundred one thousand. I think Layla he's the seventh highest priced player in the league, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and I to can't
0: believe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just can't see him living up to that hefty price tag. The only players he is cheaper than are Stonis, Short, Shaw, Villiers, Richardson, Current, and Karn. Who are all genuine stars, (laughs) aren't
0: they? Yeah.
1: I think last year will prove to be a serious outlier in his career, and I just can't see him reaching those heights again. What are your thoughts there?
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, make no mistake, his BBL8 was very good and probably, probably exceeded all our expectations. But, yeah, I agree. Whether or not he can back it up, probably not, and especially as we don't see him at state level anymore. Yeah, for me, that's a no.
1: Second player I'll look at, and the final player I'll look at in depth is Dan Christian, priced at 197 k age 36. So, I guess he's beginning to get old. I fear he may slow down a bit, might lose some of his hitting power. I guess he has been in good form recently. But I do just get that concern that he may slow down. I think he is a player who you could possibly bring him in later in the season, especially when you consider the fact the Renegades don't have their double until round eight, and... I oh, don't know, with Christian, he's that type of player that will bat late and he's the type of player that doesn't bowl his full overs every single game. So he's one to watch, possibly later in the season, but I won't be starting him. What about you, Sean?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the, the fact that, yeah, as you said, he doesn't bowl his four every game. In fact, there was somewhere he was bowling and one, one over for the whole match. That, that can really frustrate you as a coach. And yeah. he he also benefited last year that... The Renegades' top order was pretty poor for most of the tournament, so he got a good bat in a lot of games. I'm not sure that'll be the case again this season.
1: Chris Lynn, um, priced at 173k, he might be a player that's not worth that price tag. I guess you look at his recent poor form in his two Prime Minister eleven games, where he versus Sri Lanka and Pakistan, scored just the three against Sri Lanka and 24 against Pakistan, and... We saw how poor Sri Lanka were against the Aussies in the last two games. And Pakistan, uh, number one in the world, I'll give him that. But it's just not really good form, is it, Sean?
0: No, you're right. It doesn't scream pick me uh, from Chris Lynn, And we, we know he's got shoulder issues and all sorts of bodily issues as well to deal with. really want to be careful with this year. you can join the conversation. We want to hear your thoughts on Chris Lynn. Will you be picking the BBL superstar on your side? Let us know. Uh, Josh, I think that's just about all the time we've got for this edition of the HQ Supercoach BBL podcast. Lots more to discuss in coming episodes, but for now, I think uh, thanks for your time and we'll bid you farewell. Been a pleasure talking to you, Sean. Just remember, if you want to hear anything in, in particular, let us know on Twitter or Facebook and we'll be happy to address it in the coming podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.